Green Bay Packers quarterback Jordan Love is the best value in Dynasty Leagues right now. We will explain why on this edition of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuke. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuke. You can also read her at Behind the Steel Curtain and Pro Football Focus. On today's show, we are continuing with our division recaps. We're looking at the NFC North today, the biggest winners, losers, and dynasty trade assets. And Kate, I want to start with Jordan Loves because you and I, we when we work to put together these shows, we always kind of discuss names that we want to discuss and, and you know and debate on the show. And Jordan Love was an easy winner for us. I know. I and look- we tried to like we try to come up with two different names. I was like, no. It's so easy. So easy. You can't talk. You Jordan Love deserves his own segment, period. Absolutely. I looked at his Dynasty ADP this morning just in preparation for the show. Stunned. Jaw almost hit the floor. I can't believe that he is being valued this low. What do you think? Solo. Quarterback 15. Marcus, quarterback 15. The disrespect for Jordan Love is it's tangible. Absurd. It is palpable, and I am absolutely shocked. I mean, Marcus, like in his first year as a starter, and again, I cannot stress enough how complicated Matt LaFleur's offensive system is, especially for essentially a rookie. I obviously he had years sitting for mental reps, but like in his first season as a starter ranked among some of the league's best quarterbacks in terms of passing yards, touchdown production, like even had some rushing production to supplement 247 rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns finishes the overall QB six in fantasy points per game. Again, as a first year starter, Marcus with one of the least experienced receiving cores in the national football league. I feel like the ceiling for Jordan love is so much higher than anybody is willing to admit right now. And it's kind of interesting because, I mean, Jordan Love, he checked every single box, I think, in terms of what are you looking for from him in, in year one. He's got a little clutch factor. I think he showed a lot of poise. I was so impressed. And it, that also translated to fantasy production. So what are we going to get in the years to come? I have to imagine that this is a just a, a good quarterback. So one of the things that I struggle with in dynasty leagues is when it comes to ranking quarterbacks, stability versus upside. And that's why, like, I understand why Anthony Richardson right now with the Colts is being drafted at QB eight because of the upside. And there actually is some stability there, Kate, because like he, he still has three years left on his rookie deal, four years left on his rookie deal. But when it comes to Jordan love, I think he does have upside. As you mentioned, right. We even saw him, uh, use his legs quite a bit in year one. And then I think with the Packers, that organization is just so stable. And now after the year that Jordan Love had, that's only going to confirm it even further that he should be the quarterback of the future. I wouldn't be shocked at all, Kate, if he got a massive contract uh, extension this offseason. 
And if he gets that, you'll have the stability. You have the upside. You're going to have to explain to me why somebody like Tua, who's being drafted two spots ahead of him, why that makes sense at all. Because Tua doesn't have the stability because of the injuries. And I don't know if he has the rushing ups. He certainly doesn't have the rushing upside. And even somebody like Dak Prescott, stable, I don't see the upside. Justin Fields has the upside, certainly not in a stable situation now that he's going to be traded before the end of his rookie deal. Jordan Love should be a top eight quarterback. Like that's just where I'm landing here. Yeah. And I like, I understand because I do think a lot of the names ahead of him in that conversation, like Anthony Richardson, I think a great example of that. Um, but Anthony Richardson, a ton of unknowns. So like, I don't really think there's anybody in that QB eight to QB 12 range that has both that kind of upside that Jordan Love has also paired with, I think the stability, I mean, the, the upside ninth and big time throw rate. I, he was pretty solid in terms of, you know, turnovers this year. Like it, again, out of the gate, really impressed. You saw his willingness to run. I mean, it, there was a lot to like about Jordan love here in year one, 7.3 yards per pass attempt. Um, you know, 97.7 passer rating through the playoffs. Awesome. Like this is, it was great. he, he checked every single box, Marcus. And I do think like the, the market doesn't seem to have caught up. And I, I do like, I think Jordan love, I, I think from like a name value perspective just doesn't carry a ton of excitement, but I, I'm not entirely sure why. Can we go through some of the quarterbacks that are being drafted ahead of him now, just to kind of see where you and I would put him yes. uh, again, QB 15 right now in, in dynasty leagues. Brock Purdy, QB 14. I'll take Jordan Love. I would take Jordan Love. Uh, Tua, QB 13. Love. The next two are really tricky, which is crazy because the, the two ahead of them, I, I think it's easy. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, QB 12. I think Trevor Lawrence at QB 12 is a bit low for me. Um, I agree. So I'll probably lean Trevor Lawrence here, but I, I agree with that. Very one. barely. Okay, and another one that I, I really struggle with, Kyler Murray, QB 11. I honestly might take Jordan Love. <laughs> Which is fine. I've, I've got no problems with it. Kyler's one of the quarterbacks that I kind of just can't quit. But the next two, Dak Prescott, QB 10, Justin Fields, QB 9. To me, that's not even close. I, I would much rather have Jordan Love over those two guys. Yeah, I, I think uh, Dak Prescott, obviously – ton of upside, but I, I think Jordan Love, similar upside, probably a similar floor. And Justin Fields, for as much upside as he has, his future is completely up in the air here. We don't even know where he's going to be playing in 2024. So like, yeah, give me Jordan Love. I, I think Jordan Love, the lowest you can rank him at this point in Dynasty Leagues, like you cannot have him ranked any lower than QB 12 at the absolute worst. And I think you can make a case all the way up to like QB nine for Jordan Love. Can I tell you about a really bad trade that I made for Jordan? Please. Oh, okay. Uh, Dynasty League, short bench league. I needed some wide receiver help like mid season. And this is before Jordan Love broke out. Super I flex? traded uh, super flex. Yeah. Which makes it worse. Uh, Jordan Love and Tank Dell for Jalen Waddle. Oh, no, 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 no. 
I'm so sorry, Marcus. Uh, by the way, my, my quarterbacks that I have in that league are Kyler, which I'm fine with, and Bryce Young. That's it. So wow, uh, I'm that... going to do everything possible to try to right the wrong this offseason and try to acquire as many Jordan Love shares as possible. Yeah, you have some penance to yeah. to make up. And I mean, I think that just kind of goes to show you like the names that are going ahead. I, yeah, Jordan Love, he has gained a ton of dynasty value this offseason. But I also just don't think I mean, looking at the trade market, Marcus, Jordan Love, uh, these are uh, some super flex trades. Jordan Love for Sam Howell and a first round pick. Oh my gosh. Get out of here. Give me I mean, unless 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 that first round pick is like top one or two, so you're getting Caleb Williams or Jade Daniels in Superflex, that's the only way that makes sense. But if it's like mid to late, no way. Yeah. Jordan Love and a 2024 third round pick for Brock Purdy, Tyler Lockett, and a fourth. No, I just want Jordan Love. He's a better player. Just give me Jordan Love. Yeah. I like stop. Stop being goofy, but I think the lesson here is go trade for Jordan Love, but also like, even if you're not, not sure, ask the question because it does seem like the value for Jordan Love here is a little bit all over the place, but I think he has the perfect blend of upside and safety, which is a lot of what I'm seeking at the quarterback position in my dynasty leagues. All right. Okay. Let's talk about the players in the NFC North that, maybe lost uh, the most value this year. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wondered what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Armada. It's going to change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that you can sit up to 8 in first-class luxury and style and tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Nissan Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, Kate, let's talk about the players that lost the most value in this division. Who do you got? Got to start this off by talking about Minnesota Vikings running back Alexander Madison, who I would argue wasn't the best running back on his respective offense this year. It was a really tough look for Alexander Madison. Now, he has been through a bit of a rough stretch, right? Leading into this season, 
hadn't averaged uh, above four yards per attempt since his second NFL season. That was back in 2020. And that was when he was relegated to a backup role playing behind Dalvin Cook. Now, a lot of times what we'll see from these, you know, backup running backs who kind of emerge onto the scene as a full-time workhorse back, we'll see some of that efficiency that we saw like when they're, you know, only getting 100 to 150 carries per season, like some of that efficiency will drop off because, you know, obviously the more wear and tear you get on your body, like it, you you'll lose some of that efficiency, especially down the stretch if you're not accustomed to taking on that amount of volume. But we started to see that efficiency dip for Alexander Madison before he even took on that full-time role. Now in a full-time role, quote unquote, played 16 games, 700 rushing yards, did not notch a single rushing touchdown, averaged 3.9 yards per attempt. Thank goodness he had three receiving touchdowns, which like for Ty Chandler to score the first rushing touchdown of the Minnesota Vikings Crazy. Uh, in the running back core. Like that says something to me that I just, you know, I, I feel like they kind of gave him his shot. Um, you know, he is in the final year of his contract. He's going to hit free agency in 2025. I don't, I don't know that he's, played himself into a great position the team could save around 3.35 million dollars with a trade this year uh save a little less money if they cut him so i don't i don't think they're gonna move on unless there's some sort of opportunity to offload him in a trade but i just like i don't think alexander madison is happening no, I think they're going to be hunting running backs like on day three of the draft. Like I, I don't see that organization spending a lot of draft capital on a running back, but like fourth, fifth round. Yeah. I could see them going after a running back and trying to go cheap there. I think a lot of people just assume when Dalvin cook left that Alexander Madison, because he had been pretty efficient in the past, was just going to step right up and produce top 15 numbers. Didn't happen. And I don't expect it to happen this year, especially if Kirk Cousins isn't there, because I just don't imagine this offense being better. We should also mention TJ Hawkinson probably looking like a PUP candidate after his torn ACL late in the season. I just project this offense to be a pretty unspectacular, and I don't think you want a running back that's going to be in a running back by committee situation on an unspectacular offense. No, I, I think like especially in the current running back market, um, I've heard glowing things about the 2025 NFL draft class yeah. running. Backs. Like yeah. there's no situation where I can really picture Alexander Madison barring a spectacular comeback this season, which again, like from the stats, from the film, there's nothing to indicate that Alexander Madison is going to have that kind of season. There's nothing I can grasp onto, but like barring something extremely unexpected happening, the market is not, in a place where I, I think he's in a position to, to earn himself any kind of contract here in the coming years or, or really get another shot at that starting sure. opportunity. Um, I also wanted to mention Jamison Williams. Uh, this is somebody who the lions were aggressive in going to get during the 2022 draft. Uh, I believe he was, was the third. I think he was the third receiver off the board after Drake London and Garrett Wilson. Um, we just have not seen really anything. Okay. Like we, there's flashes and even in the, the championship game 
against the 49ers. He had that really nice run where he scored a touchdown. But in terms of fantasy production, it's just nothing. It's just not there. And you look at like his dynasty value. It's always been based on this hope and belief that he would break out. Uh, we we saw him at okay at one point this offseason, last offseason, 41 overall in ADP of as of April 2023. I mean, we're during the season, it was 96 overall. And I don't get it now because it's jumped back up. Like, what are people seeing about Jameson Williams that it gives him any kind of hope that he can be fantasy relevant? It's a hundred percent about the upside, but you know what? Like he's been Simply put, I think outplayed by, I mean, Josh Reynolds, I know. Kelly Raymond. Like what I think about Jamison Williams is that he's one of these guys on the football field who is always going to make your team a little bit better because he has to be accounted for. Yes. He's too physically gifted not to account for him. But on an every down perspective, like it's not it, it's not a situation that i think you're going to be seeking i mean you know donovan peoples jones had a higher uh target per route run rate than jameson williams this year Khalif raymond here's the thing you look at like his average depth of target 16 yards uh average depth average depth of target this year which again one of those things that's really great for upside because you know like if they connect on one of those deep targets, you're probably going to get a, a, a touchdown out of it. But it also, that kind of usage is. It's not volatile. reliable at all. Yeah, Ooh. you can't, you can't, and you have no faith setting him into your lineup every week. Uh, Kate, do you know how many receiving yards uh, Jameson Williams has for his career? I have a general idea. I think it's around 400. Yeah, 395. 395. <laughs> through, through two seasons, 395 yards. Like, CD Lamb like, had a two-game stretch with that this year. You give him a pass, though, because of the fact that, you know, obviously year one, throw it out the window. But year two, I, I think, you know, well, they, they figured out other players that fit into their game plan. Yes. In a better way. And I like, again, I want to stress the fact that like, it seemed like Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds fit into their game plan better than Jamison Williams did. And that's not to say that Jamison Williams can't be an asset to this team. It's just that, can he be an asset to your fantasy team? I, I don't really think so. And here's the, the real downside with Jamison Williams. He, I think he could become a five times better player in 2024, right? But you're still talking about Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery on a team that wants to run the ball and be physical, right? Amon Ross St. Brown is such a target hog that there's just not a lot of targets to go around that aren't him. And when they do, they go to Sam Laporta, who was awesome as a rookie. And you have to figure that his role is only going to grow. I mentioned Jameer Gibbs. He's going to become more involved as a receiver. So you're talking about like he's fighting to be the fourth most targeted player in this offense. And I just don't, I mean, this Lions offense is really good. I just don't know if it can support a fourth option like that. Very fair. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about players that we're trying to, try, excuse me, we're going to try to trade for this off season because there is one running back in this division that you and I both really, really like. We will get to him next.
This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who is unbiased in your life. So today I want to tell you how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking the same thing this week. Why isn't the NFL Combine this week? We've got NFL free agency in like two weeks. I want a little bit of time to like watch the Combine, digest it before we get right into all the free agent moves. Come on, NFL. Make this week the NFL Combine week. It would be so much better for everybody who consumes the football uh, football games and football offseason. There, I feel better. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have much bigger problems than the dates of the NFL Combine or your favorite sports team. But it's important to get things off of your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. Every day is on uh, the early shows next week, Monday, Tuesday. We're going to continue to break down the divisions uh, from the 2023 season, so make sure you tune in for that. And then, of course, on Wednesday, we will have Matt Williamson here answering your mailbag questions, so make sure that you send those questions into us early next week. But, Kate, let's talk about the one player in the NFC North that we are both buying this offseason. Got a shout out, my guy, running back Roshan Johnson for the Chicago Bears. Now, the Chicago Bears are a very interesting team right now because they are a team that's in flux. They're a team with a lot of question marks. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. We don't know how they're going to utilize their draft capital, although they have a lot of flexibility thanks to their multiple first round picks. Like the Bears could walk away with a lot this off season. And this team could look very different in 2024 than it did in 2023. But the guy that I keep going back to as a guy that I want to see more involved in this offense, just based on talent is running back Roshan Johnson, who I will admit had a, a generally unremarkable rookie season. There was a lot of rotation here in this backfield, but I go back to my pre-draft evaluation of Roshan Johnson coming out of Texas. And, you know, he played behind this guy who you guys may or may not have heard from, uh, B. John Robinson. Didn't get, like, a, a full workload throughout college, which, A, great for Dynasty because I don't have to worry about all those miles on the tires. No, uh, he has pretty pretty darn fresh legs but he fits the absolute like pinnacle kind of power back mentality and what i love about that is to pair with that power back mentality that i think he has like the the yards after contact he's a grinder what i love to see and this hasn't even necessarily been like a huge strength of his was the usage as a receiver the bears kept him heavily involved in the receiving game and when I'm looking at that and I, I see that I don't even necessarily think that's like his biggest strength as a running back. If they made him, a, if they made it a point to get him involved from that perspective, you have, you know, Deontay Foreman hitting free agency. You have one year left on Khalil Herbert's contract. I think that the, the bears very recently got like a round two round three running back in the fourth round because he was playing behind 
the best run like a, a generational talent yep they can take that value and and run with it i think through the majority of their his rookie contract i'm just such a believer in the talent and i, I mean you know i think all of the guys that they're they might be in consideration for of either the number 1 overall pick even if they trade back to number 2 or like all of these guys, like they, there's a lot of mobility. I think, you know, whether it be Jaden Daniels, even Drake may like all of these guys have an element of mobility to their game, which I think is going to complement the running backs as well. Like, I just don't think there's a wrong answer. Yeah. I love Roshan here um, for a lot of different reasons. I don't think it with a new uh, offensive coaching staff, I think they're going to be even more willing to play the young guys here. Right. And with Roshan still having three years left in his deal, I just I won't be surprised if they prefer to play him over Khalil Herbert, who is set to become a free agent in 2025. And I got to be honest with, honest with you, I kind of think Roshan is going to fit this offense better with Caleb Williams. I, I, that's who they're going to draft at number one. They're they're just going to draft Caleb Williams because he's the better pass protector. I think he's the better receiver. I think he's going to be the guy that's in the backfield more often than not with Caleb Williams. And he's not costing you a lot right now. You can get him outside of the top 25 running backs in your dynasty leagues right now. He's being drafted outside of the top 100 players. We loved his ability coming out of Texas. I, I would assume in year two, after playing quite a bit for a day three rookie, I would only expect his role to grow. And I do think he has like true three down back capabilities and that you know that usage as a receiver this year only kind of played into that a bit further like I think he's a guy that can be on the field first second third and fourth downs yeah. which you don't get that in every single kind of running back these days I'm all in on Roshan Johnson and again like He's one of those guys that if he doesn't pan out, if they go in a different direction, that's fine because you didn't have a ton of draft capital invested in the first place. You didn't have a, a ton of equity in the first place because he doesn't cost you much. No. I just think the upside there from the prospect is so great. And looking at the trajectory of this team in this offense, I think there are going to be some more points to be had, uh, more points to be scored for your fantasy teams moving forward. So just to recap, we are both buying Jordan Love. He's QB 14. We would buy him much, much higher than that. So if you want to flip him for a Justin Fields or a Dak, uh, we are all in favor of that. If you can do that, obviously. Jamison Williams, we're not sure why he's being priced as highly as he is. That's one we're a little bit more pessimistic about. Uh, Alexander Madison, another one that we just don't understand his current value uh, either in Dynasty Leagues. But Roshan Johnson. That's the player that you should be going out and trading for uh, ahead of free agency and ahead of the NFL draft. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty Football your first listen every single day. Go check out the channel on YouTube. Uh, we would love your support over there. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend, and we will see you right back here on Monday.